0: okay boys and girls not just the boys um pushing rubber podcast episode one two three this is your host adam piggott uh didn't do a podcast last week um because i was too exhausted and brain dead and this week it's about the same but i've pulled out all the stops it's saturday afternoon i've got all my washing done i've Done the shopping and cooked the food and bought the beer and drunk the wine and smoked the cigars and kicked the non-existent dog. So it's all happening over here. Uh, It's been a really busy and stressful week for yours truly. Uh, But that's okay because we're here to suffer. Uh, I hope you've all had a, uh, well no I don't care. I don't care what sort of week you've had. I really don't. I hope you've all had a very nice week. And it's been... Uh, whatever. You could have had the worst week of your collective miserable lives. Your week could have been an atrocious pile of dog shit piled up on a giant steaming cat herd. For all I care, my commiseration level is zero. That's right, zero. I got no... I i got no fucks to give. i got no commiserations to pay out to all of you. You're all big enough and ugly enough to take care of yourselves. And if you're not, I don't want you bothering me. No, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want to know. So here I am and it's the weekend and I really needed this weekend. Uh, And uh, even though I did a little bit of work today because I had to do some... Um, but, uh, it's just getting that time of year. It's all rolling up to the big conclusion. I've decided that this, uh, Christmas time, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not doing anything. I'm just battening down the hatches. I'm not going to spend any money. I'm not going to buy any gifts. Uh, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to say ho, ho, ho. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be nice and quiet and have the most relaxing time that I can at home hopefully it will snow the whole time I'll get snowed in I've got a big stock of Italian wine I'll have lots of food I won't even stick my nose outside and I'll probably just play video games uh, read books uh, play the guitar and piss all of you off on the internet so you know that's that's what I'm looking forward to it's uh, mid October Uh, So we've got about eight weeks to go, and then I think I'll take a couple of weeks off. I managed to get an article out on the blog almost every day this week, which, trust me, was a challenge. Um, This is what this is what I just so just so you guys know. All right, Uh, I get up at five o'clock. I don't have to leave for work till about six fifteen, but I get up that early. Uh, for two reasons. Number one, I do like to ease into my day. Um, I don't like to, to rush my way out of bed and out the door. I, li- I like to have a bit of time to contemplate cl- contemplate my navel or something like that. Um, have my coffee and uh, basically just just chill out is what I want to do. Um, but, but, I also use that time, I also use that time to prepare, to prepare an article for you. That's what I do. I use that time to prepare an article for all of you. Um, sometimes I don't get it done. Sometimes it doesn't happen. Uh, sometimes I might get it done on my lunch break at work. I might have 10 minutes just to finish it off. Um, But sometimes I get it out. Um, And uh, uh, I I sat, for instance, I sat down this week, I think it was Wednesday, and um, I think I wrote her first loyalty is to Team Woman, uh, on that one. And it was literally because I'd, I'd opened the other McCain's blog in the morning and saw it and suddenly went bang, boom, 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 15 minutes later, Published, done. Literally, that's how fast I got that piece out. There's my bloody phone. Who's bothering me? Let's have a look. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. um, I, I went back and read uh, one of my articles from about three years ago. Uh, I think it was called "Culture is Race" because someone else linked to it and got a whole bunch of people hitting through the blog. It's like, oh, that's right, I wrote that. And I read through it. And it was it was it was well structured. It was well thought out. Uh, it was it uh, was really good. I couldn't believe I wrote it. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have the time for those sort of uh, that sort of in depth stuff anymore. Because back when I uh, when I was writing that sort of stuff, I wasn't working a normal job at the time. I was uh, I was f- Free and clear and fancy footwork free for about nine months or something like that. So I could uh, get up and really devote some time. I would spend two or three hours on an article and shit, it shows. Um, But, you know, people are still reading. That's nice. I appreciate it. Um, For some reason, my uh, follow link, like follow the blog, has dropped off. So I've got to put that back up. Um, And um, uh, the week. Last week, not this week, but last week on the Hot Chicks and links. So I put up a little ditty about, I put up a little picture of the old classic, hard times create strong men, strong men create good times, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times. And then I put, what would be the women's aspect of that? And I wrote, hard times create feminine women, feminine women enjoy good times, good times create she-demons from hell... She-demons-from-hell react badly when you suggest for just a moment that maybe, just maybe, there are consequences for their actions which might contribute just a teeny weeny bit to creating hard times but maybe not, please don't hit me. Um, They got a few comments, that little bit there. Um, what was really confusing about that week was I, I posted two hot chicks which I thought were really good and everybody hated them. And then this week, I posted some hot chicks on the fly because I had nothing else to go with and I was desperate to get the hot chicks and links out before I went to work. Um, and I was just like, oh, I went to my store and oh, boom, that one, that one done. Thinking, ah. Oh. I was thinking, ah, oh, they're going to crucify me on the hot chicks this week. And you guys loved it. Oh, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I can't win with the hot chicks can't we at least they're better than didax hot chicks which are fucking atrocious and aaron clary has the worst taste in hot chicks i've ever seen um anyway look the reason that hard times create feminine women is because in hard times men don't have someone rex put up a good here we go hard times create feminine women because ain't no one got time for that go girl bullshit the last thing men need at the end of a day of warding off the enemy is some nagging scold telling them how she could do it better. The feminine woman will be provided safety and community, shut the fuck up and contribute to the cause by doing what is needed or get the fuck out with your thinking you can do it better while reality beats, rapes and grinds you to a bloody pulp. Yeah, more or less that's what I meant. Thanks Rex for getting it. Um, that's That's what I meant. Women are not feminine now because they don't have to be. They don't have to be feminine. There's, there are, there are, there are no short-term negative consequences that they're unwilling to accept at the moment um, for not being feminine. Of course, there are long-term consequences, but it's like the grasshopper and the ant, isn't it? You know, the old fable, the grasshopper and the ant, where the ant's working all summer and putting all the food away. And the grasshopper's like, wee, wee, look at me, wee, wee. I had that fable in a book when I was a kid. I still remember the the picture. The grasshopper was all blue from the cold. But he's freezing to death and the ants let then bring in his body and consume it. I'm not actually sure that's the way that the fable went. It was something along those lines. Um... And that holds true today. The thing about fables is that fables, um, they, weren't, they were, we, we read fables as kids because adults wanted us to learn those lessons. Uh, and those lessons have not changed. They're still as relevant, if not even more so a hundredfold today. You know, Aesop's fables, I think it was, Aesop's fables. Uh, very, 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 very good things. And, um, and, yeah, women don't have to be feminine today, and so they're not. They're not, they're not feminine at all. We're, 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 what we're looking at today is we're observing f- women in their natural, s- unhindered state, where they can let their hair down and be as disgusting as they want. That's what women, in general, want to do, for some reason. Now, myself, I don't understand it, but then I'm a man, and I don't think like a woman. For instance, it's commonly held that men are slobs. Uh, if you look at media, um, if unfortunately I should I should refrain. Unfortunately, if you look at media, uh, television shows, or whatever the case may be, advertising. The general consensus is that men are slobs, helpless, and don't know what to do. Um, my observable observable reality with all the people that I've interacted with and By Jesus, I've uh, stayed in a lot of houses over a lot of countries and several continents over the course of my life. My general view on it is entirely the opposite. Um, The vast majority of the guys that I know are pretty neat, tidy and organised. They tend to fold their clothes after they wash them and put them in the cupboard and stuff like that. They tend to, I don't know, hang up their towel, hang up their bathroom even. They tend to wear bathrobes. Um... They tend to cook their own food, and they tend to go and do the shopping and plan out so that there's actual food in the fridge, so that uh, they can, you know, they can then cook. They definitely have enough underwear in their cupboards. Um, I've never shared a house with other guys that run out of underwear, and if they do, I wouldn't know about it, and nor did I want to know. However, the women that I've uh, shared an abode with, whether it be just a share house and they were a flatmate, or, you know, the other halves of my life, and I've had a few Oh, dear, I've had a few. Um, have... Now, I have to try and be fair here. Let me have a good think. Hang on a second. Yeah, they've all been absolutely the way that men are depicted on media today. Slobs. Um... It's, um, it's, a, it's a bizarre thing. It's a, and, but, but then again, you know, we, we live in, in clown world, which is also known as backwards world. And in backwards world, whatever they proclaim to be the case, is, the actual opposite is true. Uh, and it's true. Men generally are neater than the women. This is why the best chefs in the world are men. To be an excellent chef, to be a good chef, to be an average chef, uh, you need to be organised. That's all it is. See a uh, um, a grill line uh, in a restaurant is organized chaos. And I ran restaurants for a few years, worked in them quite a long time. Front of house, not back of house. But of course, I was when I was running the restaurants and I was helping the chefs design the menu. When I say helping the chefs, I was saying to the chef, "No, you're not going to put that rubbish on the menu." Um, And uh, it's organised chaos. That's all it is. But you have to be organised. That's the whole key. That's why men make the best chefs. They're organised. It's all... And then there's the artistic flair. The artistic flair that goes into it. So you've got to be... You've got to be creative in an organised chaos. That's what makes a great chef. Most women can't do that. Because, well, they're not creative and they're not organised. They've got the chaos part down. I oh, look, credit where credit's due. Credit where credit's due. They do have the chaos part down pat. Um, but as regards to all the rest of it, they haven't gone. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. I really don't. Something about um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. See, I'm tired. It's been a long week. It's been a really, 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 really long week. That's me bashing on my desk for emphasis. It's been a really long week. I didn't do a guitar bit for you uh, at the start of this episode. I played through a few songs. So I was like, oh, what about try this one? Uh, try this one. Uh, you, can only, you can only play when you can perform. And there's a difference between playing and performing. Playing is going through the motions. Performing is is doing it the right way. Uh, and I'm only, gonna, I'm only gonna put a tune out there if I can do it to the best of my ability at that time. Um, the reason that it takes artists months to cut an album of 11 songs is because it's actually really hard to get it all down and not make a mistake. It's actually pretty hard. Because the guitar will go twang at that inopportune time. Try it again, try it again. Yeah, yeah, it went twang. From the top, from the top. It's like the podcast here. I've got to keep it going because I can't be bothered slicing and dicing it. I was pausing about five minutes ago, and I, you might have heard me. It wasn't for effect. My my neighbour was walking past my window, and he had a big parcel in his hand. And I thought, oh, he's gonna knock on the door. He's gonna knock on the door and give me a parcel, but he didn't. He went back. So that was good. Because then I would have had to stop the podcast. I would have had to sit here and pretend he can't see me. But then he would have looked in the window and he would have seen me. And then there would have been that moment of, why aren't you answering the door? And I'd be like, because I'm, uh, yeah, 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 I think I'll just ruin this podcast and go and answer the door. And they'd be like, didn't you hear me? In fact, didn't you see me? And I'd be like, uh, you know, and then it's been one of those moments that there's no way you can talk your way out of it. Or you could say, look, I was... Uh, I was recording a podcast. You recorded a podcast? Yeah. Oh, what's that? Well, you know, I've been claimed that I'm a homophobic, misogynist, right-wing fascist. uh, You know, but uh, check it out. You know, maybe it'll be right up your alley. Probably not. Um, Now, the last couple of weeks, in Holland, um, there's been some protests. Now, it hasn't been the... uh, Extinction in the idiots that were dragged off the top of a London tube yesterday and beaten, which was fantastic. <laughs> now, over here, the protests have been the farmers because the EU now, the EU want to starve the populace to death or cause them to become at minimum malnourished. Uh, and we've had all the things about oh, you don't need to eat meat anymore uh plant burgers are the way to go and everyone's saying fuck off you bunch of wankers we're not eating that shit fair enough so now the eu has decided in their sneaky wisdom to ban nitrogen so co 2s not the great evil one anymore now it's nitrogen for those of you aren't very good at science uh nitrogen is what is known as an inert gas An inert gas is a noxious, as in not toxic, it can't poison you, uh, non-flammable, so it won't blow up, gas. And nitrogen is a great example of that. Other examples of uh, inert gases are helium or argon. There's a few of them around. Now, nitrogen makes up 78% of the atmosphere of the air that we breathe. But apparently now it's the great new poison, and the EU has decided that uh, the farmers' nitrogen output has to be reduced, and they've arbitrarily came up with this number, and so it means that the Dutch farmers have to get rid of, you know, a third of their livestock, or I don't know how much, something like that. Now, the farmers thought, fuck you, and they got a bit uppity over here in Holland, so they staged a protest. The first one was just over two weeks ago. I think it was a Tuesday. Um, And what they did... was they drove their tractors down the major uh, freeways of uh, Holland uh, in peak hour traffic, morning and afternoon. And they caused about 1,100 kilometres of traffic jams because they were driving slow. Uh, and I got caught in one of the traffic jams on the way home. Um, my commute that afternoon should have be taking me about 45 minutes. It took me a tad over three hours. It was an absolute disaster. But here's the thing. Everyone was happy with the farmers. I have not met one individual. And when we passed the tractors, everyone was honking in support. Like, it wasn't like leaning on your horn like you're a, you're a prick. Like that. It was... And the farmers were waving, and we were waving too as we, you know, went past them at five kilometres an hour. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, and then they did it again the week after. What was really funny on the farmers' protest was that the... Uh, the uh, the armed forces decided they'd stop the farmers so they lined up all of these military vehicles on the freeway and they must have forgotten that the farmers were driving tractors so the farmers just drove off the freeway and around the roadblock and then kept going love it they also had a protest uh, last week uh, up in Groningen, which is the, the northernmost province of Holland and Seen as like the backwater, the no, the further north you go, you know, the more Hicksville gets. Uh and it's a real farming country up there. And anyway, they uh, they wanted, you know, they went to Kroninger into the the major town, the major city up there, and they wanted to get into the local council to confront the mayor. And the council put something like twenty-two cops in front of the door, uh, and the farmers, one in particular, uh, drove through the door or with in his tractor. And uh, the cops got out of the way. Um, And uh, that kind of uh, prompted me to write my little post called, you know, violence does solve many things. And that was a classic example of it. And it looks like the farmers are going to get their way. You know, Uh, the Europeans are getting um, a little bit sick of the old EU and they're watching the Brexit shenanigans very closely. Um, it's, um, It's definitely an interesting time over here. I don't know what's going to happen to me, of course, when Brexit goes through, because I'm here on a British passport, so um, I'm fucked if I want to go to the UK, though. I mean, Scotland just um, abolished... What did Scotland ban this week that the parliamentarians were so pleased about? Uh, I think it was cotton buds tips, which isn't going to affect me, but if you've ever, ever had a girlfriend in your life, you know how much women depend on cotton bud tips. Um and smacking your kids. So uh, the Scots, who are you know probably the most revolting, uh, of the UK. I oh, know probably the Welsh are the most. Oh, there's the Irish. Oh no, there's the English as well. Oh, it's hard, isn't it? Dot. Well, the Scots, who are about as revolting as all the other members of the UK, uh, are going to be even more revolting now, um, because they're not allowed to hit their kids. I have to go back to hitting each other. Um, I know I don't want to go there. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, I suppose I could stay in uh, Europe by you know marrying a European. Um, but uh, well, I don't really want to go down that route. Um, as in marriage, let alone marriage for uh, for convenience. Um, I uh, yeah yeah that's uh, that's yeah. I've been uh, I've been avoiding the whole chick thing, um, and it's been good. It's been good because it means on my weekends, I can record this podcast. I can do my own thing. I I, I because uh, uh, girls always want to do stuff, and I don't understand that. I really don't. But they just can't sit and be. You know, they can't. There's a there's an empty day or even an empty afternoon, and they have to just. Fill it up with stuff. I don't know why this is. No, they always have to be moving, women. I mean, maybe they're like sharks. You know, If they stop, they'll die. You know? um, and being single uh, means I, I I don't have to... What are we going to do today? No, no, nothing. I've been working my ass off all week doing 12-hour days. Uh, nothing. I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, i'm gonna luxuriate it in it and it's gonna be wonderful and that's uh that's a that's a really nice thing um if i ever do have a relationship again and I imagine that i will because i tend to attract women like flies to honey um of course this will be well i mean to be fair to bob to my ex-wife when I did go into that relationship, I went in with this attitude, and she generally got with this attitude. So uh, I have to be fair there. Now, of course, it's amplified even more, um, and that's the that's the conundrum for older guys like me. Like on the one hand, you want the young, hot girls, and and I've and I'm still able to get the young hot girls, which is nice to know, but. On the other hand, the young hot girls all want to go out all the time. And the last thing I want to do is go out all the time. Um, I finally got rid of the going out monkey on my back by owning my own nightclub in Italy. And that ended in 2010. So it's almost 10 years ago. And since then, yeah, I, I try not to go out uh, if if I can help it at all. And when I do go, go out, it's, when, when I go out now, going out reminds me of how horrible going out actually is. Now, look, putting on a nice suit and going out to a, a classical music concert, that I can stomach, yeah? Going and seeing Herbie Hancock perform, you know, uh, some jazz great like that. I can put up with a night like that. But just going out and going down to a bar and, and then you buy some drinks and then you turn and look around the room and say, all right. And the forced joviality, we're having a good time, we're having a good time. No, we're not. We're not. We're not having a good time. There's no good time here. You know? Uh, it, it's just, I just, uh, it really, we're not doing it anymore. Now that, now that I don't do it, when you do do it, you, it really strikes you the banality of it all. Really, 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 really. Um, so, you know, that's uh, that's that's nice. That's nice. Now, I know what you're thinking now. You're thinking to yourselves, gee, it sounds like Adam's uh, turned into a boring shitless bastard. And you know what? You'd probably be right. You'd probably be right. Um, but that's Mr. Boring Shitless Bastard to you lot, okay? Thank you very much. bit of respect for the old adzy-wedzy. Um, what can I tell you, guys? What can I tell you? Uh, Rollo Tomasi had a fantastic article today about vetting women. Uh, and it came at a timely moment for myself. Uh, because, oh, there's... I met this girl socially. Um, and young. Young, 24. Uh, and very nice to look upon, and obviously into myself. Um, And I held back, and i have been holding back for a few weeks. And uh, because there were a few red flags. Um, Let's list the red flags. Pro-gay, so pro- Globo Homo, pro, pro pro liberal prog. Well, not SJW, but but young enough to think that everything that they say is right. And you know what? I can't be bothered. I can't I can't be bothered um, talking her out of her delusions. I just I just can't be bothered. And there are a few other red flags as well. And uh, I was going to ignore them. I was going to ignore them because she is so good-looking and young and firm and hot and all the rest of it. And and then I read Rollo's post today, an article today, on, you know, most men don't vet women. And, uh, look, I have always vetted women. I've been very picky. But if I decided that I liked a woman in the past, I would look past her obvious flaws even if those flaws were obvious obvious like i once had a girl say to me you don't go out want to go out with me i'm broken and i'm crazy uh, and i'll ruin your life and i said no you won't no you won't it'll be great and she was true to her word that was when i was young and i didn't learn from it i mean if you've read either of my books you know all about this and if you haven't read either of my books, well, why the fuck not? By the way, where are the Amazon reviews, you wankers? I mean, I'm selling books every, almost every day, and yet I think my last Amazon review was months ago. You guys are a pack of bloody bastards, I tell you right now. Put some Amazon reviews up there, you wankers. It really does make a difference. If it didn't make a difference, I wouldn't bloody beg like this. Bloody hell. I know what you like. You're all back there going, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't written one yet. Let's see what he'll do. Let's see how far he'll crawl. <laughs> Wankers. A lot of you. Um anyway, so I read I read Rollo's article yesterday, I think it was, and uh and I realized I, I can't I can't hook up with this girl. I can't do it. I can't do it, and and she's very hook up. Uh, She's just the type that, in the past, I would have become infatuated with, and I would have looked past every single flaw. Now, this does not mean that 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 you have to look for a flawless woman, because obviously, no such creature exists. But what you have to do, look if she's if she says she's if she's taking bipolar medicine, you just keep walking. No matter how good you think it's going to be, it's going to be a disaster. Like one of my good mates a few years ago, okay, he'd had a couple of disastrous marriages, disastrous. And he hooked up with this chick. And uh, I asked him flat out, I was like, because, you know, we're a great mates and I could just talk to him flat out. I was like, so has she got any, uh, what's the problems? I said, and as, as a joke, I said, is she bipolar? <laughs> Turns out she was. Uh, so that went down like AIDS in a gay bar, um, and uh, he married her, and um, yeah, it was a fucking disaster. And and so and so, I've I've that's the article I put out today was you know vetting chicks based on Rollo's one because it was very timely for me. You know, it was very very. The manosphere helps men. We help each other. Now, that's why I'm still writing in it because look, when I write. Even when I record a podcast, I learn stuff. I write because I've learned stuff, and I learn stuff because I write. And and sometimes getting it down just gets it straight in your head. It really does. It's very, very useful. I think that's why people comment on blogs as well. They're getting their, their thoughts on what you've said straight in their head. And it's nice when that sort of thing happens, because we're helping each other out. And it's uh, it's a really nice thing. I really think it is it is a community of sorts, um, and I get inspired by it. I get inspired by it on a regular basis, uh, and I hope you guys do too. The uh, vetting women really, really, really important. We, uh, and the the problem, of course, is that we is we think with our dicks. The nice thing when you get older, and if you not automatically. But as you get older, you tend... Look, I tell you what, if I was going to characterise back in the day some of the guys, some of the rafting guides in particular that I hung out with who were definitely alpha, alpha, alpha males, and I worked with a few high-flight alpha males, one of the common characteristics of all of those guys is that they did not think with their dick. They absolutely... Don't get me wrong, they pursued women joyfully, but they didn't let that cause them to make stupid decisions about the women. That's uh I might just I might just figure that out right now. Right now, recording this podcast, talking to you guys, I've just worked that out. These guys, these guys did not think with their digs. They, because they, they had options, obviously, but they also understood who women are, and they didn't glorify them. They didn't stick them on the pedestal. I used to stick them on the pedestal. I was very very beta back in the day, even when I was a rafting guide. I had alpha flashes, alpha flashes. I was a situational alpha you put me in my raft or something like that where i was in command and it was it was it was alpha 10 101 looking at you but take me out of that context and i and i struggled i had to i had to get there very very slowly i don't even think i'd call myself alpha now i don't, I don't even know where i'd sit on the whole Thing that Vox Day, every uh, every every man wants to think that they're a Sigma, which is an Alpha that doesn't give a fuck about other Alphas. But uh, uh, I've met very few men like that, and um, I I do know that I piss off Alphas a lot in general. Um, but I don't I don't know what that makes me. I I, I, I don't understand that whole thing. I'm an I'll, I'll just say I'm an amiga Okay, so we'll put that on the record. There you go. Um, but I don't, I don't live my life now, Because back then, I, my self worth was based on if I could sleep with a woman or not. Look, men all have sexual needs, and the male sexual drive is, absolutely crazy, as all, men with half a testicle know. But, back then, I also sought validation. Through sex, that I was a, that I was a good man, that I was a worthy man. Um in general men want sexual release women want validation but it gets really dangerous for a man if you're caught in that trap of want, wanting sexual release and validation at the same time from the opposite sex cuz then you're on a roller coaster ride to oblivion nightmare 101 you really are and that's the ride that i had and it was not fun at all uh well the sex was fun um but now i don't need the uh validation at all i don't i don't need external validation which is really really nice it's very 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 nice not to need e- external validation um it's nice when a, a pretty young girl you know openly admires you in public i did that you know it means okay still got it that's great but i don't feel the need to go chasing after down the street i don't feel the need i've got no i've got there's nothing left to prove to myself or to anyone else and that's nice that's nice comfortable in your own skin comfortable in your own skin as a guy is where you want to be yeah that's where you want to be you want to be comfortable in your own skin yeah content with who you are okay and that doesn't mean i i I work out at the gym three days a week i keep myself as in shape as i possibly can uh, I try and push push the numbers on those weights, which is really painful and hard to do. Um, but I don't do it for validation. It's nice because when I, at the start of, uh, well, I, I think the, my first book, Pushing Rubber Downhill, is based on when I was about 23, 22, 23. I needed external validation at that period of my life. A hundred percent of the time. I needed it 100% of the time. It was a constant search for external validation that I was okay. Which meant that I was completely out of control. And I was. Completely out of control. So out of control that I made the conscious step to change myself. Because it was change myself or die, literally. It was change myself or die. Because I couldn't live with myself the way I was. So now, 25 years later, not requiring any validation at all, um, I get accused uh, of having a giant ego uh, on a semi-regular basis. Oh yeah, Adam, you got a giant ego. Like, do I? Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe I do. And I suppose it's just because I don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. You know when you don't... I used to be... I used... I like dressing well. I like nice clothes. It took me years to work out how to dress well. Living in Italy really helped there. But in the past, whenever I purchased a new piece of clothing, like a, a serious piece of clothing, like a jacket or a suit or a coat or something like that, or even, you know some pants that were a little bit sharper or snazzier than, than most. To wear it out in public and get comfortable in it was uh, difficult for me because I was always worried what people were thinking about me because I wanted validation. I was always uh, slightly petrified that they were going to see through me that I didn't deserve to be wearing those clothes, that I was a phony was something like that which sounds completely crazy now but that's how that's how guys who have had no guidance or grounding that's how they operate see I get all I get all of these guys who are fucking lost as shit because I was in the same boat um bought a really nice coat recently fantastic coat um Handmade in Italy, Uh, and it's based on a uh, 19th century English naval officer's peacoat. It's even got the little white bit of kind of cord that you can use to tie it across. It's fantastic. And I wore it out today. It was a bit chilly here in Holland, and uh, didn't think anything about it. Didn't think anything about it at all. That that 10 years ago, that would have petrified me. 15 years. It's um, it's a nice way to live when you don't seek external validation of any form. Yeah. Well, you drive a nice car because you want to enjoy the car when you drive, not because you want people to think you're a cool guy. It's nice. It's nice. And um, and girls dig that. They know. I know. So, um, oh, we'll call this the validation episode. Yeah? We'll call this the validation episode. But we'll give a shout out to the Dutch farmers who did such a good job over the last couple of weeks. Um, shout out to Aaron Clary. I haven't listened to the podcast, but apparently his uh, tests for his health scare all came back okay based on the title of his podcast. So, that's very good news, Aaron. Happy to hear that mate, well done. Um, and um, check out him at captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Um, YouTube's videos, um, podcast books, he's got some fantastic books out as well. He's, he's working on his current book. Um, and uh, holy crap, I think he sent me the first chapter. And I was supposed to read it, and I haven't done it. Holy crap, I just remembered that right now. Aaron, my brutal apologies. I've been so busy, mate. It completely slipped my mind. Completely slipped my mind. I will read that for you tonight, sir. I will read that for you tonight. Check out my books, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Uh, A Journey to Manhood via Whitewater Adventures, and Run Guts, Pull Cones, A Rafting Adventure in the Italian Alps. Two cooler books than this do not exist anywhere in any shape or form. Um, If you carry these books in public, girls will swoon and men will salute you as they acknowledge your masculinity and rigid firmness in the face of all uh, challenges that come your way. Um... Subscribe to this podcast, subscribe to my blog, buy all my stuff. Uh, Or not, I don't care because I don't need your validation. This has been the Pushing Rubber Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed recording it for all of you. Uh, Tune in next week when we talk about uh, the uh, competitive knitting and how it's being taken over by the SJWs. But until then, ciao.